What's going on, everybody? This is the Hockey Dudes Podcast, back for a late Thursday, early Friday episode. Blue Jackets camp has begun. It is underway, and we are starting to see clips of Brad Larson finally commanding the team through practice. That is very cool to see. It is his first time ever running an NHL practice, so hope all is going good. You can follow guys like Jeff Shibota, and Dave Metzold, they're doing a great job covering the team, covering what's going on at practice. Of course, we saw, already seen some screenshots from guys on social media. They are doing their, like, you know, their intro videos of them being introduced with the fancy Star Wars hallway looking lights in the background. I don't know. I don't really know what it is. You know, you know what I'm talking about, though, right? When you go to a game and you see those fancy pre-show bullcrap things that they literally do every year and they're cool they're cool i'm not gonna act like they're not cool they're cool they're cool they were practicing at the ice house and i noticed that they had the curtains down that's kind of interesting blocking out the sunlight you know i like that that's that's how we breed tough hockey players you don't get to see the sun winter is coming you are we are getting our players ready for only experiencing six hours of sunlight here in Columbus. That's basically what you get. I, it really does feel like that, right? Like it gets like the sun comes up at like 11 o'clock in the morning during the winters. And then it goes down at like four 30. That's, that's what it feels like. So it doesn't really come up. I know it doesn't, it feels like the sun doesn't come out till 11. It actually comes out less than that. I feel like the winters in Columbus, there's just an overcast the entire time. So I like that. Put the shades up. If that's a new move that Brad Larson is going up with uh, no sunlight in the practice rink, I love that. Some of the softer teams around the league, they do have a lot of sunlight coming through there, um, through their practice rinks. Now, if this means that we're going to close the windows at the Schweid, I hate that. I, I want us to bring windows out, keep the windows open during games. That way players can experience the full power of the sun and can actually, you know, be motivated to even fight and go against the sun. Um, okay, enough enough of the complete stupidity. I did notice at Nationwide Arena, a lot of people were talking about the fact that the team banners have been moved. The They used to have all the banners of the NHL teams. It was the only banners hanging in the Schwide. They moved them from the south end of the arena to, or excuse me, they moved them from the, what is that, the west end of the arena to uh, actually along the sidelines or along the, the benches kind of sides. Like they've split them up and divided them, making room for potentially some people were saying for a retired player, a retired jersey number. I don't know. That's just the rumor swirling around. But yeah, no, the ice is being put back down at the Schwide. We are just, uh, yeah, we're just a few days away from the Blue Jackets playing their first game. I believe Wednesday is the first preseason game. I I don't quote me on that. I know that's the first one I'm going to. I'll be there covering, getting some sound from that game. That should be an interesting one. Uh, we do have some sound today. I did promise you guys from the last podcast that we would play some players. I got two players today. I got Boone Jenner and Zach Rowinski. Very, 
you know, two guys that were with this team through their playoff runs and just kind of wanted to play for this episode what that is like transitioning from a team that had so much experience and really had a lot of success to transitioning to a team now that is trying to get back into the playoffs. We are basically what we were when these guys joined the team and they've been through that. They've seen a full cycle go through. So I just think it's really interesting hearing their perspective. Let's start off with Boone Jenner, just talking about the overall, just the turnover of the roster. Yeah, definitely some changes, like you said. I think it, it happens every offseason. You're going to get new guys in. Um, some guys leave. So I think it's exciting you know, for all of us, obviously, to welcome in the new guys and then uh, uh, obviously wish all those guys the best, some really good friendships and, and battles along the way with them. So, uh, But we're looking forward to the group that's here now. Yeah, it is a completely new roster. So many guys are are leaving, and the Blue Jackets are in a rebuild, so that's what you expect to hear from a team that's going through a rebuild. Some of the guys that uh, survived that gashing of this roster was a guy like Boone Jenner. And, you know, I could see why he surely would be excited, you know? he I'm sure he's going to miss some of those guys. He miss having the leadership in the locker room, but... I, I like I'm I bet he's excited about the opportunity to guide some of these younger guys and kind of make the franchise mold it the way that you want. It's it's completely starting over. So you're going to be the guy that these younger players are going to come in and remember was the veteran in the room that helped them launch their careers, you know? So that's that's a really interesting perspective to look at that soundbite from Boone Jenner. Here's Boone Jenner being asked about the playoff run they went on the last few years and just not getting in the playoffs last year, but kind of that expectation and how the Blue Jackets are going to mentally take in this year to get back to that. Yeah, it's definitely tough when, um, you know, I think the past few years before that, you're used to playing for a playoff spot by the end of the year, um, you know, trying to get in or the positioning in the playoffs. And, um, you know, this past year with not you know, playing for anything kind of at the end of the year, uh, you're out of the picture. It's um, it's a tough feeling, uh, and we haven't been there for a while. So I think I think it just made us hungrier over the summer, more excited to get back this year, um, just trying to prove ourselves again as a as a hockey team, and and want to get back to where we want to be, which is which is in the playoffs, playing for the cup. You love to hear that as a Blue Jacket fan. Um, surely that is the goal of, these, of this team. Still, it it's not. You're not hearing much about them saying the expectation of this team is just to not make the playoffs. No, there's they're fully expecting to make the playoffs. I think that is an, a realistic goal of theirs. And yeah, I I think you know the the most direct thing I can compare this to is the, the what the Lions are going through in football. And you know, I'm a Detroit Lions fan, so I'm kind of experiencing this firsthand in both franchises that I root for the Lions their whole team revolved around one guy and that was Matthew Stafford everything that he did he elevated the Lions from a garbage team every year bottom of the division to a team that could fight for a wild card spot and three times in his career here he did take the Lions to a wild card spot so when you lose him you know you're starting from scratch I wouldn't say the, the there was one guy that the Blue Jackets 
completely leaned on this entire time that they were competing for the postseason. And, you know, we still have a lot of those guys. We still have Oliver Bjorkstrand in the room. We still have Zach Rowensky. We still have Boone Jenner, who you just heard from. We still have players that were with us through that time. We still have the same general manager. Heck, we have the same president of hockey operations back in John Davidson. So there's still a lot here in place that can take us to that next level. It's just when you don't make the playoffs, the first thing people think is, oh, it's a rebuild. It's a rebuild. It's a rebuild. It's not. It's not. I I, I think I'm talking myself into that. Uh, One guy that we missed out last year in that, you know, the fact that we didn't make the playoffs, a huge you can attribute that to we just missed Zacharensky, who was out for a huge portion of the year. Here's him talking about just his overall experience with how last year went for him. I think last year was a tough year for me in a lot of ways, obviously dealing with an injury, getting surgery, missing a lot of games. Uh, I definitely thought I could have played better in certain times. Um, so I think that was a big thing. I think for me this offseason was just making sure my body's ready to go through a full 82 games. Uh, I don't want to miss any games. I don't want to miss time. I want to be out there helping the guys win and uh, that was a big emphasis for me this offseason. I feel like I put the work in, and obviously the hard part starts tomorrow now. It's a, it's a long season and uh, tough training camp, but I'm excited for it, and uh, hopefully all the work I put in pays off. Real quickly before we move on, reports are coming from camp that the top line in the first day of camp and actual you know hockey part of the practice, the top line was Line, Sillinger, and Voracek. All right. Look at that. Cole Sillinger making his way all the way from, you know, being just a draft pick to being at the prospect camp and now getting top line experience here in day one of camp. Now, it obviously doesn't mean anything. It means that I guess the only thing that means is Cole Sillinger is being uh, heavily thrown into the mix for a position that surely has not been claimed by anyone. Now, Jack Roslevic, I think, would be the betting favorite going into this year as being our top-line center, but definitely, definitely can look at that and say he has a lot of room to grow. And, you know, that's such an important... It's the most important position on the ice. It is... got to be able to play all over the ice. you got to be able to fly from one end to the other end horizontally you got to be able to switch from offense to defense like a in in a snap of a finger and you got to be able to be that third defenseman while at the same time being the guy at the center of the ice that's you know passing the puck and and taking passes and taking shots it's a it's it's different it's just a different position and to have Cole Sillinger do what he did in Traverse City to being on the ice right now with the with the number 1 line is awesome, and I, I don't say I'm rooting for him to be the number one guy. I'd love to see Jack Roslevic do that, just because I know what he brings. But hey, whoever is going to take that position, whatever it's going to take to push Jack Roslevic to become that guy, I'd love to see. And again, this is just looking at a line today in the first round of practice. There's nothing. I'm sure Brad Larson's looking at this like I want to get this guy experience with our best players immediately. That does not mean that he's going to be the number one guy. Obviously, that just means that he's just trying to get him experience. We heard Yarmo talk about that in the presser and in the last podcast. He said, you know, it's different when you step up. That is one thing we're looking at when you transition from bringing players from a prospect camp to bringing them to an NHL practice is not only how much talent do they have, 
because that box is usually checked when you get here to this camp, but it's about how you react to playing with some veteran NHL players. Do you, um, do you tense up and do you uh, become enabled to play the game or do you transition perfectly into that? Like you're just like playing with your buddies back home. And I think that's important. I think that's important. And I'm looking forward to reading more. Here is uh, Zach Wierenski. A lot of people are talking about the expectation put on him as a leader after signing that huge $9.5 million contract, uh, that 9.5 per year, that is. So he is the third highest paid defenseman in the National Hockey League. Here's him re- reacting to people asking him if there's a new expectation on him to be a different, to, to just take on a different role as a leader in the locker room. Yeah, for sure. I think Boone said it perfectly. You know, a lot of the guys that were leaders, you know, Jonesy, Fleggy, Cam, Savvy, a lot of guys that we leaned on for a long time aren't here anymore. And there's a lot of opportunity for guys to step up and lead the way. Um, you know, obviously we got the guys we have sitting here, you know, Booner, Gus, Bjorky, Jake. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm excited for it. Obviously, I don't think I'm going to change too much. I don't want to, you know, be the guy that's the most vocal guy in the room or the rah-rah guy. It's just, you know, not who I am. Uh, it's more so going out there and just leading by example on the ice, how I play, how I prepare. Um, you know, after talking with these guys, we all feel the same way. You know, we don't have to change anything, just uh, make sure we're leading by example. So uh, I'm excited for it. Obviously, a, a new opportunity, but uh, it should be good. It's exciting. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. That um, I don't know. He Just hearing Zach Wierenski talk about the locker room and talk about how as a team, they're taking that mentality of we know what to do. You know, we know what needs to happen. And that's that's relieving in a way. I don't know how. I, and, and listen, I, I'm i extremely anxious to see how this group is going gonna, is gonna to gel together. I, I really do. So many new guys, are they going to come in and have respect for what the old guys have done in this league and in the NHL. I mean, surely they have, but uh, is is that even going to be a good thing, or should they come in and expect to, you know, take these players' positions? I don't know. I I truly I don't know. I don't know what's going to be best for the team, and I guess we really won't find out until we get into the season. We we get a video from the locker room, get a feel of how these players are doing together and hearing from head coach Brad Larson what he is saying about the group and who knows if they'll ever even be honest about how the team's joining together. I guess the only way to know if the team's joining together is how they perform on the ice. That's the only way to see. Uh, right now it's just too tough to tell, but we're we're certainly approaching 21 days away from when the puck drops between the Blue Jackets and the Arizona Coyotes, who, by the way, the Coyotes will be wearing their uh, new white Kachina dresses dresses <laughs> their jerseys their white kachina jerseys they're gonna look you know what no dresses they're gonna be wearing their white dresses for this one their kachina dresses yes the coyotes are going back to the kachina logo full time i think it's a good look i think it's definitely a fan favorite like when you know certainly they'd get much more of a reaction on social media in times when they did decide to wear those kachina jerseys that they've been wearing the last few years they designed their uh, retro jersey based off the Kachina look. I think it's a good look. I think it's sharp. And, you know, I guess whatever you can do to ensure that you still have a spot in the desert at this point, since it looks like they're getting booted out of their old arena. And 
uh, Glendale, but we'll see how that all still unfolds. I mean, there's still there's still things to be said about the Yotes, but yeah, 21 days away from the Yotes. Uh, Zach Rowensky, he talked about you know not only is he you know trying to transition into a leader, but he also has to transition the way that he plays on the ice. You know, he's not going to be partnered with Seth Jones anymore. Who Seth Jones was notorious for being such a good, strong, stay-at-home defenseman, a guy that can just absolutely shut down an entire offense. He would take on the best players in the league, Seth Jones would, and he kept us in a lot of games. He kept us in a lot of games because of that. Now we're losing that. Now I'm sure there's going to be an expectation on on Zach Rensky to play strong offensive hockey, but now kind of like Jack Roslovic in a way, except that defense how is that going to transition to being, you know, more of a stay-at-home defenseman as well? Since that's going to be on his back as the veteran defenseman now in this room and as a leader. And here was his answer on that. You know, I don't really know. I don't really think about that stuff too much. Um, I just want to go out there and play hockey and uh, make the best plays I can. Um, you know, make the play that's available to me. I don't want to try and do too much. You know, I feel like at times when I was, you know, labeled a rover or. You know, the go-to guy offensively, I feel like sometimes I try and do too much. And then, you know, sometimes maybe it took away from my defense. I think right now it's just trying to play that full 200-foot game. Just go out there and try and help this team win in whatever way I can. And, and like I said, just not try and do too much. Go out there, play my game, use my teammates. Uh, and just have a lot of fun doing it. We're excited to get this thing going. And, you know, once tomorrow's over and testing and whatnot, I think it's going to be fun to get nice with these guys. As optimistic as I am about this team and about the future of this team, hearing from these guys... I do have to admit this thing could be a total train wreck this year. Like it could look very bad in the first month of October, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to save that for when we actually get into it. But I just, I do want it on the record and I will heavily admit that this, this team could be absolutely garbage this year. I, I really do think, I don't think it's, it's more likely to be one way or the other in terms of, I think this team can compete for a playoff spot and I think this team's going to be absolute garbage. I think that's their ceiling and their floor. Their ceiling is that this team, you know, they play in the toughest division in hockey, but they they can make it to a wild card spot. I do believe that. I do believe that. And I, I don't think they can make top three. I don't think they can make top three in the Metropolitan, but I think their ceiling is a wild card spot. I think their floor um, is is right down there at the bottom of the league with you know the the Anaheim Ducks, the New Jersey Devils, and you know the Senators. I think it's it's right there. That's where the floor of this team is, and hopefully it's the first one. Hopefully it's hopefully it's the ceiling. Hopefully we're closer towards the ceiling. If I had to make a projection for this team, it's probably going to be uh, just a few points out of the wild card spot. That that's just what I'm feel. It just is that that first month of October could be really tough. I and I don't know why I'm just having that reaction after hearing from Zach Rowensky talk about playing both ways. I just I have a feeling it's not going to be an easy transition for him. I I just have a feeling, and that's not an indictment on him as a player. The NHL, I just feel like players come out hard and fast in the first few weeks of hockey, and it can be a little crazy. So I just I don't really know what to expect, but. Uh, we'll get some more players through you. I'll be back with you guys next week, bringing you uh, some more podcasts. And yeah, we'll we'll hear from Gustav Nyquist and Jakob Voracek. How about I promise you those guys uh, next week? Other than that, you guys have a good weekend. Enjoy the Blue Jackets game on Monday. 
uh, as they take on Pittsburgh. Hopefully we'll have a little bit more information as what this Cole Sillinger being on the top line with Voracek Liney really means. But until then, we'll we'll see you later. All right. Um, tell your dog. The sound of your own wheels drive you crazy.